gotta turn this on. Hey yo! Now what's funny? What's up? I think I'm gonna start throwing my headphones like this from now on. I really, I feel like a DJ. Have you ever seen those DJs? They have like the one ears. They're like, they're like jamming and they have the one ears and they're like, which makes no sense. I don't even like, why do you have it so high? Like just, just, I've seen this. No, this I've is seen that. Yeah, this I have not seen the other one. The other I, one is- I have legit seen people with it like up. It's just so funny. <laughs> like, what are you, what are you doing? What is, what is happening? Why are we doing this? I'm just gonna, throughout this episode, Joey's gonna move his headphones in different directions. Hello, friends. Uh, I'm just going to move right into this because Joey uh, just <laughs> don't know what's up with him what? today. Um, I had caffeine. So today we have a really uh, exciting topic. Uh, I think this is uh, perhaps if you are a Christian person or a non-Christian person, I think that this is a very relevant uh, and important topic, Joey. 100%. Will you join me? In, I um, am joining you. Okay. You know, we have actually somewhere to go after this. Uh, that's and also so, valid. Yeah. That is also valid. Because... We have a company that's called Prolific Maven, and we have hey. a meeting today. Yeah. If you need help in what pet form? sitting your chickens. <laughs> I will not take any more. I'm just chickens. joking. No. <laughs> um, but yes, this podcast is sponsored and funded and solely, to you by. solely by Prolific Maven. <laughs> May I add solely? Which, if you prolific- want to change that, I mean, <laughs> you can help. <laughs> but also, if you want to continue to support our podcast, if you are a contractor or a business that needs automation, yes. marketing services, lead uh, management, uh, all of that stuff, we do all of those systems for yep. uh, businesses. Ever thought of starting a Window course. companies, work yep. with yep. AC companies, yep. work with gutter companies, aluminum companies. Uh, in, in, in ranges, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. I kind of focus on the contractor side. Joy con- uh, focuses on the gym and uh, influencer side. Yeah. So, so yes. Yeah. So, but um, uh, moving on, we uh, want to have a conversation today about you know one thing I appreciate about this podcast from the start, Joey, is that we have a very different experience mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. different upbringings, uh, different countries, different family dynamics. Um, different color, di- different colors. Shoes. Uh, our our oh, lights I, are I, set different. I wasn't even. I wasn't even going to bring that up. Yeah, um, I was just going to say shoes. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, we also have a very different experience with uh, Jesus. Yep. Uh, in, yep. In many ways, very similar, which is what brings us together, mm-hmm. I believe. But also in some ways. Very different, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I uh, always appreciate that for people who are listening because the reality about the Christian life is that it doesn't it's not a black and white thing that looks a certain way every single time. And so we're gonna address something very important today. Really, mm-hmm. uh, it was the words of Jesus in John three, and uh, we're gonna speak a little bit about our personal experience about this. But um, Jesus is meeting with a rabbi. Uh, a teacher uh, of the law, and he is describing to him, beginning to uh, uh, bring up a brand new idea to this teacher, Nicodemus, and he is uh, uh, presenting the idea of being saved by being born again, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, The teacher is very confused. He's like, what are you talking about? How can somebody go back into their mother's womb and and come back out, right? Right. Very very graphic, very... And and he was a ruler. Like like Nicodemus wasn't some random teacher off the side of the road. Right. Like he would have been uh, a teacher of the Jews. Like he oversaw a portion of the Jews. Like Nicodemus was high ranking. So he's the teacher being taught right now, of course, by by the teacher, Right, right? Right. And Jesus is, of course, showing up so that, you know, I don't know if you know this, but... Jesus is showing up not just to mend the old life. He's mm-hmm. coming to give us new life, right? Which is mm-hmm. a huge part that's mm-hmm. unspoken about uh, a lot of times in the Christian church and among, among and sometimes unbelievers or people that don't know uh, are not walking with Christ. They are unsure about what that means. But if you heard it first, if you're hearing it here first, mm-hmm. you heard it here first. Yep. God is calling you to be born again so you yep. can be saved. Yep. And so let me read this to you, and then we're going to discuss. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to discuss what this looked like for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, individually for Joey looked a certain way. He grew up in a Christian home. Um, and then for me, it looked different because I grew up in a non-Christian home and I, our lives looked very different. But listen to this. It says, he says, Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Right? So he's, he's saying you are the real deal. Jesus. Which what, what verse are you at? I am an NLT right now. What, what verse? Oh, uh, verse, I'm sorry, verse uh, two. Okay. Um, and so Jesus responds this way. Listen to this. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, 
unless you are born again, Christian person or person that claims to believe in Jesus or just anybody listening, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. If you don't know what that means, you need to ask God. You need to lean into God and ask him what that means. What do you mean? Is when Nicodemus replied. You probably, some of you guys listening to this are confused. What do you mean being born again? Exclaimed Nicodemus, how can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? That's crazy. That's weird. That's a weird thing to say. Hey, Christians say some weird stuff. We get it. We understand. We weren't the first ones to say it. Jesus yeah. was oh, yeah. said some weird <laughs> stuff. Jesus right? said some weird stuff to us. Yeah. So Jesus replied, listen to this. I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Okay? We're not going to go into what all of that means water and the spirit. We're going to talk a little bit about the spirit side, right? And it says humans can reproduce only human life. So humans can only reproduce, make other babies, human life. But the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. In other words, Jesus is bringing up the idea of a life other than your natural mm -hmm. life that you're walking in. This is a spiritual life. You're being born into a spiritual thing that is invisible, so don't be surprised when I say you must be born again, Nicodemus, right? Don't be surprised when I say that. The wind blows, and this is what we're going to focus mm -hmm. on today. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. And so in other words, what Jesus is saying is, to just kind of recap it, is Nicodemus, unless you are born again and you have brand new spiritual life, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And um, he is saying, uh, don't be surprised when I tell you, you have to be born again to enter, enter God's kingdom. And I'm telling you today, we are mm -hmm. telling you today, you need to be born again to enter God's kingdom. And which, by the way, there are a lot of people in church who have never been born again. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different conversation here. Because right? in church, in uh, following Jesus is very different. Very different. Very, right? very God different. is calling us not just to attend church, be mm -hmm. saved. He's saying, be mm -hmm. born again, be brand new mm -hmm. to be enter the kingdom yep. of God. And, yep. and so we're going to focus on this. We're going to focus on the last statement where Jesus talks about the wind, and we, we don't know where it comes from or where it goes. And just like that, we can't explain how we are born of the Spirit. And so that opens up this conversation. This is the reason why we started having this podcast. I asked Joey, hey, Joey, do you know when you were born again? Mm -hmm. Right? And so we you, have very different experiences. Do you mind if I finish up until, like, just a few more verses in this? Well, Jesus we actually expounds onto, like, because Nicodemus asked one more question. Okay, okay. So that's why. Let's do it. Yeah, so, so and I'll read from ESV. Just okay. so as we continue through. So it says, Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? And Jesus answered him, are you the teacher of Israel, yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except for he who descended from heaven, the son of man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And that is the context to John three sixteen. by the way. A lot of people don't know the context of it. So right, right, right. this is literally when Jesus goes and says, you know, for God to love the world, that he gives his only son. So that's the context. He's talking to Nicodemus mm -hmm. when he shares this. Right, right, right. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, sorry, keep so, going. So, I love so context. I love context. Yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. It's great. But, I mean, the bottom line is this. Okay, let's make, let's, let's make this very simple. Uh, to bring it to a few words. The soul, the uh, people want eternal life. Yep. At, at least a sane person would, right? Away from the pain and the sorrow of yep. life. Um, eternal life with God. And Jesus is saying in order to attain that, you have to go through a, a rebirth, mm -hmm. a new birth, a being reborn of the Spirit, being born of the Spirit. And so we discussed and we asked, uh, you know, when you live in the faith for a long time, you kind of forget about how big of a deal these things are when you're early on. Mm -hmm. This was a big deal for me, bro, because when I was first in the church, I didn't, there were there was a season I didn't know if I was saved or not. Yeah, which which I believe most people go through. And by the, by the way, yeah. if I was saved yeah. or not, again, let me bring that, sorry, let me get rid of the Christian <laughs> lingo here. I didn't know if, if I was a, a, an heir of eternal life yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, uh, so, um, mm -hmm. so it's going to be very hard for us to explain to you. We're not going to do this here. Yeah. 
It's going to be, we're not going to, in this podcast, we're not going to explain to you what being born of the spirit is mm -hmm. because that's a very Go long, read your that's Bible. a series. <laughs> Go yeah, read right? your Bible. <laughs> but, but for people that understand what that means or people that are, um, <laughs> my boy just got clocked. Are you okay, bro? <laughs> my boy just got clocked by a light. <laughs> Not us, oh, off scene. Are you okay? Are your glasses He's okay? Good. Everyone, all right okay. back there. All right, no bleeding. All right, we're okay. Oh, we're okay. Bro, we got <laughs> <laughs> You're not W two, bro. So it's bro. not workman's comp. <laughs> Ten ninety nine. Oh, I'm sweating. The turn anyway, red. So. Oh. So yeah, so so I asked Joey, you know. So I'll tell you, for, like for for me, for me, for the start of my Christian faith. Um, for me, it was very very obvious the time when mm. I lived apart from Christ, the time when I was an old person, and I can remember to the date, the day when I gave my life to Jesus, mm -hmm. and I said. You can have it all. Yep. Um, it didn't look perfect. Yep. I still had some addictions in my life. I still had things that God was working on. But I remember vividly that was the day that I felt the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, as people prayed for me, and I and I knew that day mm -hmm. I was dead to my old person. Yep. And I and I was going into something that was that mm -hmm. there was no return. And because how old were you? Twenty. I was like twenty. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And so, uh, so for me, it was like very clear cut. In fact, mm -hmm. in my home, we celebrate that day. My mm -hmm. wife reminds me of that day. It's, uh, I believe it's August 1st mm -hmm. uh, of 2013, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and so we celebrate that day as the day. It's like my second birthday, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and so, but, but the reason why that was the case for me is because I didn't grow up in mm -hmm. a Christian home. So I didn't have the oracles mm -hmm. of God. I didn't have Christian wisdom. Mm -hmm. Like as I, as I grew up, I didn't have yeah. uh, any of those. I mean, I have a, a, a knowledge of who God mm -hmm. was because the Catholic you're around church, Catholic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but, um, but it was very clear cut and very mm -hmm. obvious. And mm -hmm. so you had a very different experience. Would yeah. you tell us about that? Yeah. Well, yeah, so I, I grew up around the church, but I also didn't just grow up around, you know, non-denominational. I grew up around Mennonite. My, my grandfather was a Mennonite pastor, and so he launched a church um, in in Maryland, and it was, you know, Mennonite, and so, you know, some of my family still... Which that's still, uh, that's is, still Christ-believing, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, it's okay. just, it's it's different. Just to you clarify, know, I don't Yeah, know. again, well, I mean, you know, you can, you can, in statements, in a sense, like Amish still believe in Jesus, like they believe in a different aspect of it, right? See, I didn't know. And because so, again, yeah, like yeah. the Jesus people believe in can mm -hmm. be so different, right? Right. You know, right like right. like I'll, I'll openly say, like I don't believe the Jesus that Mormons believe in is the Jesus that we believe in, right? Right. right now, right. would you identify? So the, I would the say I would say most. Jesus oh yeah, I would say most, and this is where it has shifted over the years is uh, the Mennonite, where I would say the Kryptonite, and again, this is just from being the around it, like like uh, what, what do you what do you? That's just, like from Superman. Yeah, kryptonite. It is. The Kryptonite. Yeah. I mean, just let me explain. Oh, they're kryptonite. Yeah, they're kryptonite. You. I was like, well, what do you, you mean? You said Mennonite, oh, and then you oh, said kryptonite. Uh, so I'm sorry. I was like, what do you mean? I said they're kryptonite. What's I thought you were right describing now? another faith. Yeah, another faith. <laughs> then kryptonite. Um, <laughs> Superman faith. Superman uh, was kryptonite. Yeah, Superman yeah, is kryptonite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, now I see why you did that. I was like, yeah. kryptonite. What are you talking about? Mennonite, kryptonite. Okay, yeah, yeah, I apologize. Yeah. They're kryptonite. Um, that, you know, my mom grew up in that to where, like, it was very modest. It was women could not wear jeans. You would be scolded if you wore jeans. You would have a bonnet. Like, like, it was you were wearing dresses like like uh, men were in a very certain way like all, all that all those little things but the the one of the spots that like um my mom and my dad kind of like were, were shifting in in that world for a while because my dad got saved in the catholic church he was like encountered the lord in catholic church and then the lord kind of brought him out of that into the faith and different things like that and so so there, there's a lot to that like again i know many Catholics that believe in Jesus, mm -hmm. the way, the truth, and the life, you know, and then there's some other things. Just like, again, I would say there's things in the non-denominational church that we miss out on slash yeah, sure. we are missing in like, our stuff. Like modesty you know? is in the Bible. Right. Like modesty is in the right. Bible. It actually and talks about like, don't adorn yourself with jewels, right. don't so all these things, you know, like that's all, but, yeah, yeah. But, the, but those are things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, Amish get looked at a certain way to where like, oh, they're, they're extremes, you know, I don't get why they do that. Like yeah, in yeah. reality, their biggest vein and... One of their biggest veins behind, um, like, no electricity is because of, like, like no, they don't want to 
be a god, right? Mm-hmm. And so Mennonite, some people think Mennonite and Amish are the same. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're very, very different. Yeah. Um, so that's why I like sharing that aspect. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but yeah, so my grandfather planted a Mennonite church. I went to, you know, um, Baptist churches and then, you know, non-denominational, AG. Like I've been, I've been around, been around the block in the mm-hmm. church world in that stuff. So in other um, words, you were in some charismatic, some yeah, like, yep, yep, more yep. like uh, 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 very reservative, res- like res- very, I mean, yeah, yeah, very, well, just reserved too. Like, yeah, reserved, just, yeah, like yeah. I mean that, like, like it's in, and that's, mm-hmm. there's no way I can try to explain all of that. You know, those that have grown up Mennonite, maybe you can understand that world, like, um, but just very different, you know, very, very different. And so growing up um, in all these, and forgive me for cutting you off. I just mm-hmm. want to ask you yeah, questions because yeah. I didn't have the experience. So, yeah. so growing up in that experience, mm-hmm. so what did your relationship with Jesus look like before you were 10, for example? Yeah. Well, that's, what's hard. So for my memory base, like I don't have, like I, if I could like look back <laughs> like and try to hair. remember, oh yeah, bro, fix it. nuts, bro. I don't even care. <laughs> okay, Let it happen. Right. I need to get to our boy, Roberto. That's what needs to happen right <laughs> yeah, now. Okay. Um, but, uh, before 10, yeah. 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 Before like? 10, I don't have a ton of crazy memories that I can like put my finger on, but I can tell okay. you this. I went to youth ministry. I was, I was, I, I was reading the word. I was around it, but I would say most of my faith was, based off of mommy and daddy's faith, like my parents. Like now it doesn't mean that I didn't believe in Jesus, that I didn't think that like there were other ways. Like, no, I believe that he was it. I believe that, you know, he was salvation. Like, and I can't say, oh, this is the day when I was, you know, when I was five, you know, I received Mm -hmm, Jesus. mm -hmm. Maybe my parents can, but like, like I don't really have this like ultimate day, but I can tell within my relationship with the Lord, I had moments which, by you the know? way, this is this is the reason why I love podcasts because it's very conversational and like mm-hmm. you know like it's this is not like prepared in a way right. where no, 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 like no, no, I no. know what Joey's gonna no. say. So let me ask you this yeah. question, Joey, because like for me, like for me, like there was a time in my life again, August first of twenty right. of right, twenty thirteen, right, right, right. where I just I decided the world was not so, worth it. So, you know, so, so, so for you, where, is yeah, there yeah, a day yeah. or yeah. no? So year I would say, or, so yeah. I can actually put. Uh, it's funny that. You know, my boy Augustine is in here. Um, his head's head's only bleeding a little bit. He's fine. I'm uh, just kidding. He's not bleeding at all. Um, but uh, like I can remember a defining moment and it's after I lost one of my friends in a motorcycle accident that there was, yeah, I think it was that following Wednesday, uh, went to a, um, went to youth ministry and like I can, I can tell, at least I believe it was that night. It was either that night or a few mm-hmm. months in that mm-hmm. time that like, uh, I had a moment in encounter with Abba mm-hmm. that it was like, okay, Lord, it was either I'm going to run towards you or I'm going to go and I'm going to reject you mm-hmm. type of thing. It's right? like maybe it was and maybe like your, would you call that like your rock bottom moment in yeah. your life? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. So like that the, Wednesday yeah. where yeah, it was I was like, 15, I was 15 years old at the time. And like, I remember, cause I remember the floor. I remember where I was. I remember being in the old youth odd <laughs> Augustine. I don't know if you remember the, the good old worship. Can't hear you, but. I know, but, uh, like, like there, we used to do, um, YouTube as like our worship because we didn't have a worship team. And bro, like, I remember that time. I remember who was there. Like I can, I, I can remember kind of the people that were surrounding me at that time. Mm. I remember my crying out to the Lord, like these different moments. And so, mm. um, I can say like, that was an encounter. What was your, what, what would you say it was like the conversation with the Lord that night where you're like, where you're like, that makes you remember it. That's a very important day mm-hmm. in your life with like your birth in your spirit. Like, yeah. Like what, what do you, what do you think what your heart was saying to God? That oh, well, night? bro, I was crying out to the Lord of like, like one, like take care of my friend. Because, mm. like, we were just going through. Of like, your brother like, who lost yeah, his, yeah, his brother. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, um, was, like, praying for him, fighting for him. But then on top of it of, like, God, like, if... And it, this was the question that was raised with me when I ran up on the motorcycle, you know, was, like, Lord, if you really are real and you protect your children, let them be alive. Mm-hmm. Right? And that was, like, one of my big, like, demands of the king in right, that right, moment. Right? right? Um, and then in those moments, the the breaking after was, like, God, like... So like how could so this it happen? Wasn't, because it, it wasn't because like a belief faith, thing necessarily. Well, well, no, 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 no. Prior to it, my faith had a lot of moments of, and it's funny, Pastor Casey, just this weekend, we're talking about like, all right, if I do this, I get this from the Lord. Mm-hmm. If I sow, I will reap this. If mm-hmm. I sow my my tithe, if I sow my my talent, you know, if I give time to God, my family's protected. If I do this and like so on. So it was like my my faith, I would call it my my in my youth was a lot of transaction mm-hmm. with the Lord. Where it was a lot of so I'm being obedient, and because I'm being obedient, I know the Lord's gonna take care of me. Where in the sense of like take care of me that no evil can touch me, no darkness can be around me, no death. 
death has things like excess mm-hmm. sickness, like to where mm-hmm. transaction, I'm obedient to the word, I'm passionate, I'm in this, I'm in youth ministry, I'm serving where it was transactional, Would right? You say it was more and like a philosophy than it was like a relationship with God Himself. So I, I know because what's funny is it was still a relationship. But Pastor Casey this weekend put it in a way that like it was more talking about giving. Mm-hmm. But the Lord like brought me back within like my youth, like now as I'm sharing. And the idea of I had I had ROI in my mm. mind with the king, right? As I invest, I know you're mm-hmm. good on your word. Mm-hmm. So I know what I sow, I'll reap. Mm-hmm. But I would have in mind as I would give, mm-hmm. I'm going to reap. Mm-hmm. So instead of just giving because the king is the king, instead of just sowing because What's I need to you? sow, it was it was still about me receiving mm. something. It was about my family having protection, my family having mm. healing, me having salvation, like all where it, where it was like, oh, like, well, because I did this, I get A, I, I get B, you know? And so I would say that was one of the biggest times in my life because I lost both my grandparents. Like mm-hmm. I lost them at 12 and then I lost them at around seven. And those were big moments for me, like mm-hmm. big moments with the Lord and same similar conversation, but like, but not also, as big as your friend. Yeah. Not, not as big as that moment. You know, my, my dad's, my dad's dad. So my grandpa Ruggiero, like that was a big moment for me. I was, I was like 12, if I remember correctly, 12, you 11. you expect your grandparents to pass at a certain point. I started to realize that. Right. So right. in that age, I started to realize, which we've talked about before with, um, you know, about my daughter, like I know my daughter's going to have to experience death. And there's mm-hmm. nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do. And I believe that in that experience as you kind of walk through death um, and mourning and the joy of memories and understanding that we all aren't here forever. And like mm-hmm. it just it allows you to hopefully allows you to enjoy life in the precious moments. But if you don't, you'll kind of dig yourself into a well mm-hmm. and like like bury yourself. And so um, I would say within that, like with Ryan and, and with all of that stuff is where my faith became not based off a transaction, mm-hmm. but trust, maybe. But trust, mm-hmm. like to where it, it it wasn't about what my my ROI was going to get, my return on investment. Like it was, it was that no, okay, Lord, I'm either going to keep living this way, which is kind of mm-hmm. half in, half out. Mm-hmm. Um, and like again, I love the Lord. Again, Augustine, he's here. Like like before Ryan passed away. Like mm-hmm. again, I love the Lord. I was passionate about the King. I would preach the gospel. I would like. I was in it, but it was to where I was like, okay, Lord. This was a defining moment for me mm-hmm. where it was like, okay. But in other words, is, you had spiritual life before then. Yes. Yeah. So yep. so that's so this yep. is why so this is why, you yep. know, I was excited to record this this episode because I, I imagine there's gonna be a day when our kids watch this. Yeah. Yep. And they're older. And yep. uh, like both of our kids are growing up in a Christian yep. home. Yep. And uh, chances are they're gonna be in one of these uh, yeah. like seats, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like either they're gonna. It's gonna be hard for them to realize. Okay, when was the moment I grew up with right, all like, this? Like cr- Nova's Christian. in worship, like right. every Sunday. Like she's not gonna remember. Lucas praying, bro. Yeah. My my yeah. son. Yeah. I bit into my breakfast this morning. He went, Daddy, we haven't <laughs> prayed, and I was like, Oh gosh. <laughs> my son literally convicted me for the first time this morning. He's three years old. I was so I was so grateful right, though. I was right. like. I was like, buddy, let's play. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, but yeah. one day they're gonna be old enough to right. see this, right. and they're growing up in a Christian home. And some, some, like some, for for example, like we have like uh, a pastor's son that mm-hmm. we like have friends yeah. that are friends yep. with, yep. and uh, and I ask him, I'm like, what changed, man? And because uh, you know he has a past and everything, yep. and he was yep. like, honestly, man, like the Lord just made it click. Right. And uh and um and that's, and so, that's, so that's really why, that's like one of the only ways I can explain is like right. like like there's well, just Well, let me read moment. that again. Right. Let me read that again. This is what Jesus said. The wind blows wherever right. it wants, just as you can right. hear the wind, but can't tell where it yep. comes from or yep. where it where it is going. Yep. So you can't explain how people are born of the spirit right. again. And I think we try to over mm-hmm. I think we try to oversimplify like, oh, well you just have have to have a day. Mm-hmm. You know? Because right. I had a day, yeah. right? Like, well, like my 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 wife mm-hmm. is actually very mm-hmm. much like you. Yeah. Like, well, she actually has a day where she like remembers that she was, was seven day. years yeah. old, yeah, and that's when she got baptized. But she mm-hmm. still had seasons where she was like away from God mm-hmm. in a way, mm-hmm. and like didn't really like walk with Him. And um, and I think we just try to oversimplify mm-hmm. it a lot. And so I really just wanted to record this podcast as well to encourage people who might find themselves in, mm-hmm. in one or the other to kind of bring some perspective as mm-hmm. well, because like. For example, I know you have spiritual life. Mm-hmm. I, I know that without the shadow of a doubt, mm-hmm. and and you can't. The, di- you the can't. Joke, di- the joke that we said was, "Is Joey really? Is Joey saved? really safe?" <laughs> Which might actually the, be the title of this podcast. Yeah, but yeah. but um but but some people might say, "Oh well, 
that's not true because you don't know when that happened. Right. But realistically, right. it's I like used the wind. Bro, like bro, we don't know. I used to feel guilty. There were two things in my mm-hmm. life growing up in my faith that I used to feel guilty. Number one was that, and this is all lies from the enemy, by the way. Um, but number one was I didn't have a testimony. So mm-hmm. how can I how can I lead people to Jesus mm-hmm. if I don't have a testimony of redemption? In, in other words, which nothing I, I didn't do anything really really bad in my life, so because, I don't have a worthy testimony. Because because I would hear because I would hear stories of Joshua Broom. I'd hear stories of my pastor that was led in addiction. I'd hear stories of Alejo, and I would fight. I'd fight in the conflict of myself. Would be like, well, dude, I battle with pornography and pride. I had lust and pride in lying. Like that's so I would I would you know label, what I think about I would when you actually say something label, like that right but yeah. no this is what I'm saying like that's yeah. that's how as a believer following Jesus that's how I would do things yeah. where I would be like okay but man like I can't really like I don't have this crazy testimony of like pulling like this dramaticness of pulling well and that's why can I tell you how and I you, see that from no, the other you want to know why yeah you want to know when when it came to flourishing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was when I was doing prison ministry. Mm-hmm. When I went into prison in Houston, uh, Texas, and this is when I was dealing the biggest conflict with the Lord in this, is I'm like, God, why am I here? I have no testimony to share with these men. I have men. no street credit. I have no, bro, I have none. Because these men, number one, they know fake. Mm-hmm. So if I try bullcrapping them, <laughs> done, right? Number two, I don't have this, like, I've never, never done anything in a way that's, like, extreme, right? And they're in prison, like, because of extreme stuff. And I need to come in and share a testimony of how, okay, you've done extreme, but Jesus can, you know, redeem you, right? And little did I know what the Lord would use at that time was like, it was, I was in ministry school at the time, was one of my testimonies of losing my friend. And bro, like that day, whenever the Lord freed me from that, my testimony is as powerful as anyone, anyone else's because it's Jesus' redemption that I was dead and now I'm alive. Right, and but, that but like that, that still, alone, but it still has a color, and actually, like, so it's it's still a color. It's still yeah. Uh, let me let me yeah, finish no, that just, yeah. It still has a color of unique tragedy in order Correct. to have a testimony. Correct. And, and so I yeah. I do want to, right. I do want to like I want to share with you, mm-hmm. um, especially okay, especially because I come from a seat from a life of you know I didn't wait till marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know uh, like. Just go on and on. Mm-hmm. we could go on. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm willing to share, yeah. but the list is too long to really go through right, it right, right now. Right. But, but I lived like the world. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. uh, I hurt people's hearts. Yeah. I uh, cheated. Mm-hmm. I uh, was addicted to stuff. Mm-hmm. I, you know, all, all right. these different things. But this is the game and, of the enemy. Right, right, right. It's right. the game of the enemy. Where like I used to think I need a testimony. When God's like, I literally, the Lord is like, right protected you from all these things. Well, that's the that's Lord what I was has gonna so say, much life that, for you. Is that like, when I see your yeah. life? When I see your life, I see what the garden was meant to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, so f- for me, the testimony is life could be this. So yes. So in the you know in, what I mean? in prison, that's what I was sharing. Yeah. Like I literally shared from the perspective of like your children and you mm-hmm. can get past this. Like mm-hmm. just because of this, like the Lord wants to give you these like, things. Like this is what a good garden like, looks this like. Is, like not in a negative way yeah. because my parents sowed stuff. I'm walking in a garden that I didn't do anything to attend. Mm-hmm. We just were, me and my brother-in-law, Jeremy, we're just talking about this. It's in Joshua. I, gosh, dang it. Uh, Chris, can you get me my phone really quick? I have, I got to share this. I have, this it's okay. I have my but phone. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. It's a text message. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Um, um, they, no, you're good. Throw it to me. I don't care. Or, or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, but, uh, dude, in, in, because we're just, there, there's some stuff going on and like good, all, all good things. Um, but my brother-in-law shared this, uh, to me, he's like, man, like this scripture just popped up in my head. It's from Joshua 24 verse 13. It says, uh, I gave you, gave you a land on which you had not labored in cities that you had not built and you dwell in them. You eat the fruit of the vineyards and olive orchards that you did not plant. Right. And so like, there are moments, like, I think we actually talked about this before that like, sometimes we actually don't reap what we sow. All the time. Like, do you realize of how much grace God actually gives us? All in, the in time. In the spiritual principle of you will reap what you sow. No, but that's like, but that's the thing. Like, it is a spiritual you principle. You will reap what you sow is one of the fastest ways to become prideful in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I like the we were reading this in First uh, Corinthians. Paul says, "What do you have that you haven't been given?" Correct. Like, take inventory mm-hmm. right now. If you're right. wherever you're listening. What do you have mm-hmm. that you're grateful for that you have not been given? Mm-hmm. And you can be like, well, I earned that one. Well, I worked really hard for that. Yeah. Okay, well, did you have the breath? Did you have that? the talent? Did you have Did you the have gift? the knees did to get out of your bed right. to be able to... Did you, right. you, did you have clarity of mind? Right. If you actually 
dial it all the way back. Correct. You've been given everything. Yeah. And every perfect gift is from above, right? Like everything. Like in like so, sanity. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sanity. Yep. I have felt insane before. Yeah. And I promise you, Just sanity is a gift. This is morning. He was insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the moment I walked in and, and saw him, <laughs> I saw his face. And I was like, ah! um, but but legit, but dude. So people, like yeah. like that. So I think that's the battle that is people that have like grown up in the church and i've had many conversations with people with this um pastors kids and many times they're like man like i just feel like i'm kind of like worthless for the kingdom but yet it's like whoa and this is a conversation like a round table of people and i'm like wow the enemy is so cunning to where even those that are walking in that promise they're walking in vineyards they didn't plant they're walking on on the shoulders of giants in the faith whatever you want to consider all these things even the enemy is like still not well, but that's Still but this is worthy. the thing too. I think Still it's not, not just you know. the enemy. Like, okay, the enemy, yeah, sure. But well, like, like but, but this is the thing. Deceptive. This is the thing. Like, deceiving. When you are upset that you haven't gone through a bunch of junk because you grew up in your in the Christian home, you have no understanding of God's like overall plan for eternity. Right. Like. Right. Like God's plan is to break generations mm-hmm. of all of these, the curses, of all this junk and all these right. curses, and then and you've been broken off of it, and then you go, "Well, life is not exciting." What? No, no. So you know what I mean? So for no, me, I'm, right, I'm not right, judging right, you. I'm saying, right. like, I'm, I'm no, no, no. I'm what I mean by is, you it that. wasn't even, yeah. it wasn't even an excitement. It was actually I felt useless to the kingdom. That was the thing I was fighting with within myself. I actually felt useless to presenting the gospel, yeah. but yet the gift of the gospel that was presented to my family, I was a representation of what happens to families when the gospel is moving within it. Correct. And it took me years to understand that. Because again, it's like, it's like when people uh, grow up with money, right? Sometimes you don't realize how difficult it is or how money can be utilized for good and like all that stuff. When you're outside of it, you think, oh, money's evil or everyone that has money is evil. You're like, well, okay, that's not true. I know many people that are really wealthy that are really, really good people and not just good people, but devoted followers of Jesus. And they they give, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just because you have money doesn't mean you're evil. And just because you don't have money doesn't mean you're not evil. Right. Right. Like, like just because like you can be as covetous when you have nothing as if you have everything, you know? And so, so that's where like, I, I know people that, again, I grew up in the church and I've had many conversations with people like me in that conversation of like, guys, so how do you, how do you walk through this? Like feeling not useless, but to where it's like, I want to move the, the gospel forward but I feel like I don't have a testimony because, hey, people overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, right? Yeah. And then I want to show people scars of the goodness of God's healing. But dang, I have none. And then I go, this is, again, when I was in the youth, like as I'm growing up, because I'd see the testimony of God, I'd share the gospel with people, just Jesus, Jesus just being Jesus mm. and heal people that have that, right? Mm. Which is so funny. Again, we overcomplicate the gospel. Jesus will, will do what he does. Mm-hmm. Just get Jesus in front of people and he will do it. So I don't need to share my 12-point sermon of my testimony yeah. and and then someone will get saved. We're going right? to call this we're going to call this you don't need uh you, you don't, don't need, need a testimony. You, no, you don't need street. You don't need spiritual <laughs> you don't need street, street cred. <laughs> but like like which is so funny because like there are things that like growing up I didn't even think I was off. I just genuinely thought I was processing with the Lord, which I believe I was processing with the Lord about like these things of story and redemption and also realizing my sin is just as deadly as the other sin. Right. Like, so that, that balance of like, oh, well, I just have love. Because the other problem is that we weigh, we, we weigh, weigh them. Yeah. And so, like, oh, well, I'm so I glad just, I'm not that person. Right. Oh, well, Ooh. I didn't, I didn't bro, cheat on my, I didn't young. cheat on this, you know? Oh, well, I'm not, bro. There was a, this is, I learned this in prison ministry, in prison ministry it as we're walking in the the guy brandon barber is telling me he's like look the only difference between you and uh you and them is they they got caught they got caught yep and and so there are things that i'm like oh, bro wow. i was bro that dude that, this is so on time joey i was in in my shower today gross. i'll bring you guys in my shower with me for I a don't moment be in not in a weird no, way <laughs> and i was bro i i i was i'll tell you exactly what happened I'm in the shower and I'm hearing my son just screaming, having a great time outside in the living room. And I just, I think I just told God, I said, God, thank you for all that noise. And I said, thank you. Thank you so much for, um, for just the chaos and the busyness. And thank you for all. And and I just, God just began to give me a grateful spirit. And I just began to tell God, God, thank you that, thank you that, I, bro, 
I, I was telling God, thank you that if it would have been up to my decisions, mm. the noise in my home could be different kind of noise. Mm. Mm. And I was just thanking mm. God, man, just telling him, God, thank you that I am with the people that I am Come and on. with the noise that I have. Come on. And I just, and I was just thanking him and I was realizing, and I was just, just again, just remembering, bro, that if it, if, if it wouldn't have been for God's mercy. Right. And for the fact that my, this bro, I've driven drunk before. Mm. I have, um, I like, again, just go on and on, but. It could have all ended so different. So many times. And yeah. Yeah. and I think from what you said, man, like this is, I hadn't even considered this, but I think part of the problem, the people who find themselves in that position mm -hmm. where they go, I don't have a testimony, mm -hmm. is actually pride. Amen. Yes. Because they see a sinner. Correct. And they think, I'm so glad I didn't mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so we don't really understand our need for Jesus. Correct. Like fully. Like the like, actual. So, and again, this is where I would say the same statement. And this is. Like you're, hear, you're hear, measuring hear me with when earthly weight. So, so, yeah. So let me. Early this scale, is the weight we scales. actually throw at is, is someone that has grown up poor and someone that has grown up with much money. Mm -hmm. The people that have a lot of money, they, some children don't understand the full concept of money. You have to actually educate them on what budgeting looks like. <laughs> and my, my boy just hit the light the second time. No. A, oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's trying to get us to laugh over here. My goodness. Um, hey, there's a poll there. Just be aware of that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Bro. <laughs> Come in for a second. Uh, do you, do you where, have a mark? Where'd you get you? Where'd you get you? You Let's gotta see. get it on the camera. Where'd you real go? Quick. Let's see. Is, it, is this even a thing? Are you all right there? I think we're okay. Oh, uh, oh, uh, there we go. Oh, uh, I think we're. Oh no, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're, you're good. Right. You're good. All right, everyone's okay. My dog got clocked once again. Be aware, it is right there. It is. <laughs> you remember how you have to tell yeah. your children, Doc, Doc, farther. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. Oh, man. That's okay. amazing. Back to finances. Um, <laughs> I feel like with finances, right? This is the conversation me and my wife had to have. Mm -hmm. So I grew up middle, lower class, right? Mm -hmm. in, in my concept of finances, right? right? My wife grew up middle, upper class, mm -hmm. right? So there were times when I look back on my life that I, I remember dinners changing, meals changing, conversations changing, financially mm -hmm. changing, right? Like, I remember that. I remember where finances were different, where it was mm -hmm. conversation, right? I remember only having, for me personally, $150 in my bank account, and that was all I had. Mm -hmm. And I had to go figure things out. Like, I remember mm -hmm. that, right? And then now I also know the feeling of having plethora and abundance mm -hmm. of finances because of God's goodness. Now, God was still good then, and God was good here. Mm -hmm. But I, I learned stuff in that journey. Mm -hmm. While my wife was blessed because of her family, Mm -hmm. because she walked into vineyards that she never planted, that she has never had to feel that certain way mm -hmm. ever, right? And so the conversation that I would have to have with her financially as we were getting married would be like, hey, so budgeting, we have to budget and this is how we do this. And there's, there's a lot. Again, my wife knew how to budget. My wife's very smart, but like she's very, she grew up very, very different than I did, right? And spiritually speaking, I feel like is the same as people that have grown up outside the church, like outside of following Jesus and people that are inside following Jesus. Mm -hmm. When you grow up in the faith, you grow up in a way of like, you're almost blinded in the fact that like, you're around the grace and the mercy you don't of see God. What you, have. you don't see what you have. Mm -hmm. And so the reality of it, when you're outside, when you get adopted into Jesus, you're like, bro, my parents, like if you were adopted, picture adoption, if you were dropped off at a foster care, you're old enough, right? To cognitively, I was dropped off at 12 years old at a foster care. And then you get adopted at 16 and you get adopted into a family that already has a son or already has a daughter. And they're so ticked off at mom and dad because they took away their phone. The adopted child could look at that kid and be like, bro, you don't understand how good you have it. I have tasted That's how I feel. the opposite, right? And again, the mm -hmm. grace of, and this is, this is prodigal son, the grace of the oldest son didn't understand how good he was blessed. Yeah, he but yet he would everything. look at the prodigal. Everything was, his. was everything was already yours, bro? Like, why are you why are you so frustrated? Because your brother went off and sinned, and I welcomed him back, 
because he fell short and I brought him back. Why are you so overwhelmed? Right. And so the reality of the faith is those of us that grow up in the faith, we have pride thinking sometimes it's ignorant pride. Sometimes it's ignorant. Ignorant pride of not understanding. Like you don't the, understand the, you are prideful. You, you, well, that, but you also don't understand of like the, the, the sin is breeding death in us. Yeah. As yeah, much yeah. as it has bred death in them. The same sin. There is no, well, because of this and because of that. Oh, well, you're just rank Cause, X. Because, you one know, one of the things that God hates is a haughty spirit. Correct. And, and there's, there's, there is some specific things the Lord says he detests, right? <laughs> yeah, and, a lot of them. and, yep. and, and dude, like the, the pride, and I would say the pride in me mm-hmm. growing up was the fact of the matter that I didn't understand the weight of sin, of right. death, right? Of what it breeds. So mm-hmm. my lust, is as bad as my line. My line. Would you is say that's part of the reason why is because the sins that you that you you managed your sin growing up. Like yeah, in, I managed, like, or or it was corrected out of me, or it was like like I had parents. No, that by managing your sin, and, I mean like it was like in secret, like you didn't like yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, mean? yeah, like yeah, For yeah. me, sin. Yeah was something that it was, was like, so out in the open. Like public. Yeah. Right. That yeah. it was like, yeah. it wasn't, it, it was like right. people could tell whether I was in it or I wasn't. Right, right. You yep. know? Yeah, um, mine, mine was pride. So it's more in the heart. And sometimes you could see it. That's obvious. Lying mm-hmm. and cheating. You know, I cheated my way through high school, being homeschooled. Mm-hmm. And so it was a secret other than my parents, mm-hmm. or unless I told someone, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then and then lust, you know, pornography and masturbation, that stuff was in secret the unless secrets, I was yeah. caught. And mm-hmm. so a lot of it was is hidden. But it's like, well, again, I'm not I'm not in jail for doing this. I didn't molest right. someone. I didn't do that right. And even to the point where I had a conversation at a men's conference, like the your sin and the wickedness of who you are will give excuses as you go. Oh yeah. So like like there was a point where I got free from pornography for two or three years because I the I believe the Lord gave me the eyes to see that the woman you're looking on a screen is someone's daughter, mother, right. and sister. Would yeah. I want any person to be looking at my mother, sister, or daughter mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. Heck no. Mm-hmm. So the Lord, I literally, it was like a trigger. It was like, nope, done, done. Mm-hmm. But then my flesh corrupted that and be like, mm-hmm. well, okay, well, what about this then? That's not a real person. Mm-hmm. That You're not affecting anyone now. Mm-hmm. When the word says lust spiritual sin of lust is a sin against my own body mm. all the other sin is actually affecting other people that this sin is literally affecting me but, but you probably and, didn't know the full like you hadn't had the fullness of revelation at that point but but the bottom line is the bottom line is that hurts you, me no no no, <laughs> no, no sometimes no, i was just yeah. straight up i was dude i was i just run into sin because i wanted sin at times no i understand yeah. that but i think just i think that but, but i mean by yeah. revelation is that when god reveals a better way Right. When God like really reveals mm. to you a better way, it's really hard to go back into oh, sin. Correct. Right. Well, it's, it's like it's when you have tasted and seen. Yeah. It's, it's when like you you're like, oh, why would tasted. I why would I do right. that? So but but no, I, I appreciate, bro, like just the fact that like we just have such a different like mm-hmm. experience yeah. in that regard. And so I want to ask you this question. because um, for me, for me, it's very uh, of course, like for me it's very cut and dry, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just like uh, I'm understanding more, especially in the season that like spiritual life, only God gives spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, yeah. I can't yeah. formulate when it happens yeah. or when it doesn't. Yeah. Cause I'll have, like I'll hear often and we are experiencing mm-hmm. this too with like other people in our lives that are like, bro, I'm hearing God. Like I've never heard him before. Right. Or, right. oh my goodness, this Bible, this Bible is making so much sense. Mm-hmm. And it's like literally like, just like drinking honey. Right. Mm-hmm. Like my mom's saying it, yeah. you know, we have friends that are saying yeah. it. And, uh, and I'm, we're seeing spiritual life, mm-hmm. like sprout just and like, like, just like randomly bro, show am- up. It's yeah. amazing. Um, but for, but I remember, I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you a, a short testimony and then I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So, um, I remember when I first came to, to church, um, salvation was like, just like a mystery to me, you know, which it should be to people, you know, the fact, how, how are you saved? Right. Um, I came to church. I was serious about giving my life over to God. Um, yeah. I was serious about not going back to my old ways. Um, by the grace of God, I, I was saved into a church that had a very high standard for what it looked like to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, you're for real, like you're giving it all away, you mm-hmm. know? And I was like, okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. 
I can do that, you know. Um, but I was still I was still unsure about whether I belonged to him. Mm. I, I, I was still unsure about whether I was like mm. God would speak up for me and say, yeah, that one's mine. You know right. what I mean? And like, um, when, if you would die tomorrow, would you actually right, hear right. well done? good Because I, I wouldn't yeah. want to just assume he saved me. Mm -hmm. Right. And so so I remember um, right, I, I because remember I, was, I raised my hand or because I right, said this or because I went right. to the front or because well, someone especially prayed over because me. I got saved. And yeah, mm -hmm. and I felt the power of the Holy Spirit and I felt like I didn't want to go back. But mm -hmm. I still had sins in my life mm -hmm. that I couldn't overcome. Right. And. And so those sins would like sprout up and then I would feel like, well, maybe I don't belong to God because right, I'm sinning. Because I'm and still like, taste, bro, right. and what, you and know so, what's so funny? I would have the same stuff even growing up in church. Right, right, right. Where I'd be so, like, if I really did love God, I wouldn't have this draw to right, this sin. Right, right. Right. So in other words, right. the, like that doubt was there. And, mm -hmm. I, and I don't think that was a bad doubt necessarily, mm -hmm. because I think that wrestle is like it's like that Jacob wrestle of like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to I'm not going to leave until you bless me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to stop. Mm. Like leaning into you and going, mm. what now? What now? Mm. Is am I am I really yours? Right. Am I really yours? Do right. are you gonna bless me? Are you gonna bless mm. me? You know. So um, so I remember I watched a Paul Washer video <laughs> that said, you, yeah, well, wreck you. <laughs> don't you watch out. Paul Washer if you don't want to uh, evaluate everything in your faith life. But um, but he said you're not safe because somebody tells you you're saved. Mm -hmm. You're not safe because you you raised your hand mm -hmm. in in a church when they did a, a an altar call and then all of a sudden you're saved, right? And again, we're talking about this new birth mm -hmm. and eternal inheriting eternal life, right? And um, so I was like, and, and so he said uh, that a girl asked him, Pastor, how do I know I'm saved? He mm -hmm. said, Go ask God to save you. Mm -hmm. Go ask Him. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you you're saved. Mm -hmm. Go ask Him. And honestly, bro, there was a season in my life where I thought he was very harsh for saying that after. But now I'm like, there's no truer thing you can tell a person mm. than go ask God to save you. You know what I mean? Like, like go deal with your own. Like, like go you, ask him you, because he's the only one that can. And like, guess what? You know, guess what? Now he is because this is the thing between the new covenant and the old covenant. Before I'd have to go to a priest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Before I'd have to go have the Levites go into the Holy of well, Holies well, if you really, and deal yeah. with the people. Yeah. And my sin, can you put my sin on the altar? Yeah. Can you deal with this for me, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they would go in before. But now in the new covenant, because of what Jesus has done, he yeah. is our great high priest. He is our Melchizedek. Like, like he, he and what is that, And what that means, what, what he means by that for by people that like don't know yeah, is yeah, yeah. essentially you have an open door you, to talk to you, God. You have access. Now, now I do believe that there was that kind of access even for people. Like, because you got to think, like there were seasons in the Israelite people's uh, like journey where there was no temple, there was no priest, mm -hmm. they were in, they were uh, prisoners mm -hmm. of war, mm -hmm. like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So they had to have some sort of connection to God mm -hmm. in, in those seasons. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. but, but the bottom line is, I heard Paul Washer say, you need to ask God to save mm -hmm. you. And so I went in the secrecy of my room, bro. I cried out to God. I just, I, cr I literally cried out to God. I said, God, I mm. need you to tell me I'm saved. Mm -hmm. I, I, can't, I, you know, and there were biblical, nobody really, mm -hmm. nobody really showed me how in Romans tells mm -hmm. you how you are saved. Right. I wish somebody would have said, hey man, this is what, this mm -hmm. is how a person is saved. Nobody, mm -hmm. nobody said that, which that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate mm -hmm. about discipleship, right? right? Because I, I, I don't want people to be uh, doubting things they shouldn't mm -hmm. doubt or confused, but. Anyway, I'm praying in my in secrecy of my room, crying out for like two, three days. And then a friend of mine reached out to me and said, hey, I had a dream about you. And uh, I was so early on in my in my walk. I was so sleazy. I was like, of course you did. It was <laughs> 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 so, still the world, the world clinging on to me, right? But, um, well, but it was a girl. Uh, yeah. It was a girl. Yeah, yeah it was a girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so... Uh, so she said, but she was like, she was serious and she, she's a good friend, but uh, she was like, no, no, for all, I had a, a, I think I had a spiritual dream about, you know, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool. Um, I was like, yeah, okay, okay, whatever. You had a spiritual dream about me, you know. Um, so I like that doubt, you know, that skepticism. Um, and uh, well, bro, she, before you encounter a prophetic moment, oh yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of like, because I've oh, been bro. there. Like I believe everyone, and there's I know people that are probably listening to this right now that have have never had the Lord, and I call it the Lord, mm -hmm. read your mail in a yeah. way that you're like, oh. he just used that person in a yeah. way that there is no humanly possible way that they know. By the way, this is the one right. and only time in my friendship with this person that that person has ever said, mm -hmm. I had a dream about you, mm -hmm. or God told me something mm -hmm. about you. Like, it was yep. the, the yep. only time. Yep. And um, nobody knew I was praying for this, by yep. the way. Yep. Nobody yep. knew, like, yep. everything. So she reaches out, and she's like, hey, um, I just, I had a dream that you sent me a picture on my phone, and the picture was of you wearing the armor of God. Mm. Well, I was so early in my Christian mm -hmm. walk, I was like, 
okay, cool. I didn't even know what the armor right, of God right, was, right, right, you know? Right, right. So I was like, like cool. oh, cool, 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 cool. That's cool, bro. She was like, yeah, yeah, check out the scripture. I was like, all right, yeah, I'll check it later. I remember it took me like the whole day to actually sit down mm-hmm. and read my Bible. And then um, and then I read the the, mm-hmm. the script, you know, Ephesians yeah. 6, talking about the armor of God, and I read about the helmet mm-hmm. of salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the Bible says in Ephesians 6 mm-hmm. that you ought to wear the helmet mm-hmm. of salvation mm-hmm. to protect your mind, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, um, and, uh, and I was like, so I read that and I reach out to her and I'm like, yo, hang on a minute. <laughs> I was like, what was I wearing in that picture? Mm-hmm. And she was like, like what part of, what part mm-hmm. of the, the, um, armor of God? And he was You're like, naked. You just had that and she was like, <laughs> yeah, right. and she was like, well, you were wearing, I remember like seeing like your breastplate yeah. and like, just like kind of like up like this mm-hmm. way. And she said, all I remember is your helmet was glowing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the helmet of salvation. Mm-hmm. Bro, I cried out to God that whole day in my mm-hmm. room just out of gratefulness. I just said, thank mm-hmm. you for saving me, right? Mm-hmm. So that is the day mm-hmm. that my doubt about my salvation mm-hmm. died. Right. Okay? The question I was going to ask you mm-hmm. is, how did you deal with that? those thoughts and those questions? And, and was there a moment when you stopped wondering since you didn't have mm-hmm. like a one day experience, you know? Yeah. Was there a yeah. day when you like stopped wondering if you belong to Jesus or not? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny. Cause like around that age, like it's, I, and I just think it's what also, age? well, the, the age of like, like high school to young adult is I, I believe it's just also the wondering years, like in a, in a, in a, what's my purpose why because number one your brain is developing in a way that like again I, I can't get into all the physics and everything how the lord has designed us but like between 16 and 25 your brain is like doing some of the biggest development moments of like our entire lives and so sometimes when we get into that stuff we get like overwhelmed we're wondering why things are happening you're getting depressed with quotations you're getting sad because you're encountering different just stuff overwhelming. you're just it's a lot to you're think just, about you're just a lot because it's it's the reality of like cognitive and like all these different things um and so uh, what's hard is i i battle with that stuff too whenever i was in youth i battled in that stuff whenever i was growing up, even at times like very rarely but even in ministry school and by battling like, with that stuff you mean like not knowing if you belong to him yeah okay. yeah 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 i would have like and that's why i call it a battle mm-hmm. i actually call it a battle because the word of god says that my soul that the spirit there 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 are spiritual forces against for my soul Mm-hmm. So the world is trying to get my soul and the spirit's trying to get mm-hmm. my soul. And there's a spiritual battle fighting for that. So that's when I say there's a battle because there's a battle for me to understand that like, no, I might, I am his, I am his and I am his beloved and he is mine. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so for me, yeah, between, you know, 16 and 18, even in the midst of my fully devoted, like following Jesus and like being passionate, like there are times I'm like, man, God, like same questions, Lord, how do I know I'm really yours? Mm. You know, like, how do I really know that I actually have received you? Because again, the question of like, I've never had a moment of salvation. So I don't have a day that like, in other words, I didn't have this, like this, these, I d- these I didn't uh, have what butterflies I call, in my, it's my I didn't stomach. have a Saul to Paul. I, I didn't, yeah, so I, I, didn't, I didn't have a Saul to Paul. I wasn't going to Damascus and then suddenly like, which is oh, not I'm most here. people's experience right, anyway. Right. But you would, I would have considered a Saul to Paul moment mm-hmm. where it was a, I'm sinning. Mm-hmm. I need Jesus. And yeah. Jesus is my life. Now, you still work through things, mm-hmm. obviously, but like you had a, I was dead, now I'm alive. Where mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, Lord, was I dead and now alive at seven? Was I dead and alive at 10? Was I dead and alive at right, 15? Right, 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 right. Was I dead and alive? And you like ask that stuff because again, there's just those little moments of like, Lord, when? when so is when it? did you stop doubting? I would say the, the moment that I shifted from doubt to trust in that statement is the simple phrase that I said was he is my beloved and I'm his. But when was that? Probably, probably around high school into high school into 18, 19 years old. Probably. So, so definitely after Ryan passed. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. like sometime uh, in between 18, 19, mm-hmm. I was, I think it might've been during ministry school, like things like that, where I was just like, like kind of processing stuff. Cause again, mm-hmm. I, I, in those years you have a lot of time to be up here. Mm-hmm. And so in those years, you know, you don't have a ton of responsibility. You don't have a ton of stuff. And when so you were in hope school, so you had extra yeah. time. Well, I was out. I was out of high school at that time. I was in college. Oh, okay, um, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Um, and, but like all of that, like I really would probably say mm. I was probably 18 or 19 whenever I was like, man, he is my beloved. And, and I'm so his. that was the moment. Like, that's, that's cool. Like, so that even yeah. that statement, that's something I didn't know about you, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like to know like mm-hmm. that 
he is my beloved, or mm-hmm. I am his beloved, and he is mm-hmm. mine. Because I went from he, and this is what's really funny. The Lord loves to take me on journeys of, and this is just I believe the angels why they fall up and down constantly in Isaiah and and all the different stuff. Of holy, 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 is Lord mm-hmm. God Almighty in Revelation, all that stuff is because I feel like every time they're like, all right, whoo, I got up, you know, and they look at God and they see a different side of Him, and they just. Poof, you know, I'm just like fall down again. They're just like, and they see a different side of his love, different side of his kindness, a different mm-hmm. side of his self-control, yeah. you know, like different. And you're just like, oh, he's so controlled. Like he just, yeah. just dip yeah. out, you know? And so the Lord took me on a journey because he was, he was when from ages, I was probably say 12 to 18. He was king where like, and I was his servant. Mm-hmm. Okay. So go with me with this. He was king and I was his servant. Yeah. But I was his bond servant. I'm choosing Mm -hmm. to serve you. Mm -hmm. Right? And then around 18 is when it shifted that the Lord started taking me on a journey from bond servant Mm. to now I am his adopted child Mm. and I'm his beloved. Mm. Right? And so the journey of my faith was I was serving God. I loved God. He was my savior. He was, I believe that like from my youth, like I thought he was a worthy king. Yeah, like he was worthy king, right? And then it went from worthy king a good father mm. to relationship to, to like relationship really, like and it's not that i didn't have a relationship but it was to where it shifted from now kingship mm-hmm. to now i'm his prince i'm his son mm-hmm. and then the lord has brought me back at different times to like it's almost this is what's really funny and again i feel like western culture we can't really understand eastern culture all the time that in the Eastern culture, in kings and princes, a prince could get laid out by a king because he he may feel like he deserves a spot. And mm-hmm. then the king has to, like, humble him because, mm-hmm. hey, hey, watch your tongue. I'm still king mm-hmm. type of thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, you are son. You are adopted in this place. But I'm still Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've had those moments with the Lord where it's like I'm I'm just running in the throne room. He's my daddy. Mm-hmm. He's Abba. You know, and then there's other times where he he'll 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 look I like this look of like, I'm still king. Mm. You gotta you better humble yourself, boy. Like like I'm and that's the aspect of like he yeah, is and this, Abba. And the the characteristics he, and the dynamics of our relationship with him are so flu be, fluent and well, change. It's kingship. And, yeah. That's that's the difference. We westernized, we have a democratic view of God. Mm-hmm. So, God, why did you make this decision? Why would he? Yeah. A, ki- a king, there's no argument of why mm-hmm. a king made a decision. He made a decision because he's king. Mm-hmm. And so my Western into the salvation goes, God, I don't understand, da, 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 but I don't get why there's pain. I don't get why there's this. Don't get why I lost my child and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, and he would literally like, because I'm king. Mm-hmm. And because my ways are higher mm-hmm. and you don't see the full picture. You don't see everything. Mm-hmm. Prince. Son, settle down. Yahweh's dealing with things, mm-hmm. you know? And so he would, and that's the character that the Lord has developed that I'm learning over the years of like, whenever, whenever the Lord is dealing with me as king, when the Lord is dealing with me as Abba, mm-hmm. the Lord is dealing with me as Yahweh, mm-hmm. like, like that's, there's moments, and I believe that most believers, like, I believe God is going to take you on a journey through those places. Like, I remember I used to, and I still do pray for you in this, is that that Abba would be so real for you. Mm-hmm. That father, like mm-hmm. for Alejo, because mm-hmm. I remember when I first met you, like there was battle within fathership, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I could see it, and I could ha- see how you talk about the king, and see mm-hmm. like like he was. And so I was like, man, Lord, like wreck him with Abba, mm-hmm. ooh, father. Like you know what's so and, interesting, bro? Uh, it, which is this is weird that you say this. I feel like father is the only way I've known him mm-hmm. because I didn't because that was a very vacant place mm-hmm. from for him right. to to occupy. Right. So God has been present for me in uh, like as a father, like legit. Mm-hmm. Like I remember God counseling me as I was like driving to mm-hmm. like propose to Tara. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and I remember me calling like my earthly father, and then him like breeding more doubt into me, and then mm-hmm. I, and me laughing and going, God, why did I ever call the yeah. like the wrong person? Like right. <laughs> it right, was right, like right. you, I needed to yeah. dial you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but uh, but I feel like that's the only way I've known him. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think in fact I got saved through the prodigal son mm-hmm. uh, parable. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. so it, like the 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 fatherhood of of God over me is perhaps the thing I'm the most acquainted with. Mm-hmm. In fact, I will tell you, I think I'm less acquainted with like the brotherhood of Jesus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than the fatherhood of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's its own yeah. thing. But yeah. but okay, so so you know this whole conversation has been about. 
you know, yeah. the spirit and where, you know, being like the the birth of the spirit, being like the wind, not not be, us not being able to identify where it comes from mm-hmm. or where it goes and just how to explain it. Right. But but we can definitely see the signs mm-hmm. of it uh, in fruit. life. I see that yeah, in your life. Fruit, I, yeah. I, 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 uh, I hope you see it in my mm-hmm. life. Um, one of the one of the signs of a spiritual life that I believe is like a very obvious like sign of spiritual life is when God reveals his word to you when it ceases to be hieroglyphics mm-hmm. and then it's like actually like mm-hmm. you know living living um but uh but i love that we have different experiences bro and i, I just pray and i hope that like this episode is just encouraging to people that might sit mm-hmm. either on your side or in the middle of this couch like mm-hmm. somewhere in between or or kind of mm-hmm. like wh- where i've been i, yeah. I do want to ask you because i feel like for me it was a little bit more cut and dry again for you it was a little bit more fluid and you know for with because of your experience why would you tell somebody who has grown up in a Christian home and who has had a, like a like a, a, a somewhat more um, fluid relationship with God in a way where like maybe it's easier for them to doubt or question or ask themselves like, do I belong to Jesus? How about you close us out and just like encourage yeah. somebody? Yeah, I mean, first off, I'd, I'd encourage you to go get a secret place. Like I mean it, like go get a secret place. Um and like genuinely seek after the Lord. Like he he has the answers here, right? And if you are, if you are a please believer, read your Bible. Like please, please read your read word. It. Okay. <laughs> um, he has answers for you, right? Like you've been praying for wisdom and there's an entire book of wisdom. You've been praying to understand what love is, and there's an entire chapter about who love is, right? Like there's like there's you can you can find the answers to life and everything through this thing. Okay, which is the living word of God, right? Number one. Number two, um, understand that like, like life actually does have ups and downs. So as if you are saved or you know you've grown up in a church like like your your entire life, you know I think of I think of like our children. And again, like my goal is to raise them in the in the church, right? Into the into the brotherhood, into the the sisterhood of that, right? Like that's my goal. And so to encourage you all, like like number one, know this. Your sin is not lesser than anyone else's, okay? Number one. Number two, we all need a savior to that sin. We all need it, okay? And number three, understand that faith, the opposite of faith is not doubt per se. The opposite of faith is sight. So for you to have faith that Jesus Christ is your salvation and only your salvation, you are not on this place. You will not have a guaranteed, uh, like, I'll just put it in this way, like, your eyes will never see a... a, Oh, but the Bible does say that there's one guarantee. Can I give it to you? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, That is the Holy Spirit being in you. Yes. So, So, but what I mean by eyes, because even Holy Spirit, I still can't see Holy Spirit. Now, you can see fruits of him, right? But I cannot see, okay? My, my eyes, I cannot see. So as a believer, as I was walking through it, I would be looking for signs of salvation and I'd be looking for fruit. I'd be looking for Holy Spirit to move. But then if Holy Spirit didn't move, I'd go, so am I really? Did he leave me? Did he leave me? Am I off? Am I outside God's will right now? So like you have to understand that faith in Jesus is is the substance of things hoped for, the things unseen, number one. But to understand that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one gets to the Father except through him, you have to grab hold of that garment, and you have to hold fast to the King and know that he is for you, that he is not against you. I would encourage you, especially if you grew up in the four walls of a church, or I will just call religion of following Jesus. And, and again, the word religion has gotten a really weird, like, like, negative viewpoint but the following jesus there is is a religion right like he is a a religious act of how we serve him and how we love him and this stuff but like i would encourage you to get dug into the relationship aspect and ask the lord god which side of you do do i not know or am i unwilling to learn is it abba which is father is it king which is like i i need to 
stop questioning every little thing that the Lord does. Is it Yahweh, which is old covenant, same God that was in the old, that he is in the modern day? Like, like is he is he the king of kings and lord of lords, which is revelation, right? Like so you need to grab like which is the the picture of the Lord that you might need to go on a journey for years, months. Like I went on a journey for years with Father, with like, and what's really funny, my, Joe, Joey Atkins, whenever I first was hired, hired at Wellspring, he made a joke to me. He's like, you and your dad say the same stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it's really funny because my dad and I, like, I never really like got stuff from my dad in that world, but my dad and I have been going through the same journey in fatherhood. Right, you have, you know, it's so funny. So this is so funny. You have no idea how much of your dad. Mm-hmm. Like how much of his ver- mm-hmm. verbiage, mm-hmm. way of thinking, like yep. all that stuff. You you might never. And I was away from him. You might for years. Because this is the thing. This is the thing. You can't see yourself from mm-hmm. where we see you. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you right now, bro. Mm-hmm. You yeah. are. Oh yeah. So influenced by your dad, and mm-hmm. it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. It's a great thing. Yeah. Like, like yeah. you you might have thought. In fact, you might have thought that a lot of it is like a journey that you went together, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to say. A lot of it is seeds that your dad oh, just no, planted. No, one hundred percent. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, Which again would go so, back to it's the so funny grace that you and said the mercy. Because because yeah. I I would have said the exact same thing. In fact, I think it all the time. What that like you and your dad like sound like spinning oh, yeah. of each other. Yeah. Like yeah. I think it. I yeah. I I, I, did, I never knew that Joey. I could say that to you. But oh yeah yeah yeah. You, yeah him yeah. him and I laughed about it because like when he first met my dad, we talked about father and like because mm. he used to Pastor Joey would would like not like in a good like compliment wise. Oh he like, loves your dad. dad. Yeah, he joke, yeah, yeah. And, well even with me like yeah. when I talk about father, I'd pray father. Mm-hmm. Would you and I'd like pray in that way you know. Um, so you like Abba? And, you like to yeah, say oh, Abba? Dude, you like to say it in the Hebrew? Yeah, don't even get me started with Joey 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 is more spiritual because he says it in the Hebrew. Oh, come no. on, that's just us playing oh, around. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> no, I just. Now, I don't yeah, you say daddy. Yeah. Don't no. say daddy. <laughs> <laughs> throw up, bro. All right, guys. Uh, well, that's but, the end of today. Yeah. Hey, listen, we love you guys. Uh, we just wanted to encourage you, you where you are. Um, and thank you for joining us for this episode. Uh, we want to hear from you in the in the answer area of our podcast. Yeah. Just comment a little bit. We'd like to know kind of what your experience has been. And we just want to. Uh, and we would love to hear some topics if you guys have something we've done a couple that people like like shared and we would love to hear topics and uh, we have a website podcast.prolificfollower.com if you guys haven't checked it out go check it out contractors holler at us yeah let us do it let us do it love you guys talk to you later bye bye